welcome. You're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast. We are in our third series here on cultivating leadership. We are so thrilled to have local businesswoman, Sarah Skolaski, who is the owner of The Spot Coffee in Peoria, here today on our show. I've gotten to know Sarah a little bit over the last year or so as her kids have been involved in Discoveryland, where I work, as well as in and out of the shop as it happens to conveniently be on my three-minute commute to work. <laughs> um, I always enjoy catching up with her um, in the hallway at Northwoods or in the shop, and I'm excited to hear um, hear her story, hear her share her experiences with us today. So Sarah, thank you so much for being here. We are so glad you're here to share with us. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you um, giving me this opportunity. I'm really honored. So thank you. Yeah. Well, if we just want to get into it, share a little bit about you, yeah. um, just kind of share with our listeners, family, work, you know, what you do, what you love yeah. so we can get to know you. Absolutely. So like Kayla said, I'm Sarah and um, I'm the wife of Ryan and I have two little girls, Ada, who's 10 and Lola, who's eight. And um, <laughs> Ryan and I were actually high school sweethearts. That's oh, a little fun fact. So yeah, I love that. so I we went that. Uh, to school together yeah. and then yeah. it just worked out that yeah. yeah, we just fell in love and got married and have these two great gals. So um, yeah, we were just plugging along. I went to Bradley University and uh, got an education degree. So I was uh, a teacher before I was coffee shop owner. So um, that's also a little fun fact. So uh, I was a teacher for 12 years. The first six years, I was a special education teacher, which I loved that. My, my heart is still really yeah. um, for that. Um, it's a huge passion of mine. And in the latter six years of my um, teaching experience, I was the reading specialist for our district. So um, also a great job, but I just really felt like in that kind of coming towards the end of my 12th year, I really felt like the Lord stirring in my heart so much. Mm. Just, um, I always thought when I went into teaching, like this is gonna be my forever career. Mm-hmm. I even went and got a master's degree in education because I really just felt like once you're a teacher, you're always a teacher. You know, it's mm-hmm. the perfect job um, to yeah. love on kids and also be a mom and, and you know, be able to offer your family plenty of time and your husband. And, and so I just always thought that was gonna be my life. And so um, I really felt the Lord calling me in a different direction. And for a long time, I kind of fought that. I was like, but I'm a teacher, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, um, this is what works. This is what's convenient for our family. And uh, I started to feel just more and more unfulfilled in that position. Mm. I continue to love those kids and do my best to teach them. But I just, you know, when you're just not being filled up, you know, like you're, it's just, yeah, you're just missing something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's what I started to really feel. Um, it was also in that same year I got diagnosed with breast cancer. So that was kind of a shock. I was 32. Um, Ada was then five and Lola was uh, three. So um, just news like we just didn't really see coming at all. I felt yeah. like, oh, I'm 32. Like I'm too young to yeah. have cancer. This can't be, you know, like I don't have time for cancer. I have two little mm. girls and a job. And and so we were faced with that. But that situation um, has kind of been like, 
we call it our beautiful disaster, honestly, because mm-hmm. it was a really trying time for a family and um, there was definitely hardships, but I don't know that I would ever go back and undo that because it was that that led me to kind of have this dream and feel like I could follow a dream of having a coffee shop. Yeah. So um, that year, as I was wrapping up my my year at school and uh, wrapping up chemotherapy and uh, my surgery and everything, I just really felt like I don't think I can come back to this position. I mm-hmm. think I think this door is closing for me. So that's when I uh, approached my husband. I said, "You know what? When I was going through treatments, you know, people were." So, so kind. They were just so beautiful. They would drop notes and gifts and dinner and come over and do my laundry mm-hmm. and run my kids to that's awesome. dance yeah, the community. Oh my gosh, yeah, you guys. That's why beautiful. it's just like a beautiful disaster, yeah. honestly, because you yeah. just see all these people. And at the end of the day, when you really reflect, like they were offering their time to us. Mm-hmm. And so I told Ryan, I said, you know, when I sit back and think about all the ways people have offered their time, I want to do something like that. I want to do something that can facilitate people just spending time together, whether it's with a family member, whether it's with a friend or even a perfect stranger, just something that cultivates that because our time is just so precious. Yeah. And so he was like, well, what are you thinking? And I was like, we should open a coffee shop. And he was like, <laughs> we are not those kind of people. <laughs> He's like, what? Uh, <laughs> he was like, where, where did this come from? And I was like, no, no, no. I really feel led. I, I know the Lord has all the plans set out for us. This is going to work. And he was like, well, Sarah, like, that's great. That's <laughs> yes, great that you yeah. have that feeling. Yeah. But... We don't have that kind of money, you know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he works at a telephone company, and I was a teacher, and um, we neither one have any business experience nor yeah. the budget to just like me leave oh, my yeah. profession and insurance and all those yeah. adult type things behind right. for you know a coffee shop. And so he was like, "Babe, I believe in you, and and I know that you could do this, but I just don't think that this is what what we should be doing right now." And so I was like, okay. But no's always been my biggest motivator. So I was like, <laughs> okay, good. okay. You know, you don't, you don't see this happening, but give me some time. I'll convince you. Yeah. yeah. So that's when, um, you know, Nacho Mama, who's another yes. food truck yeah. here in yeah. Peoria. I saw them actually. Are they over at... At one of the schools in the area, she today? bebops around. Okay, all over. I think I saw that this morning when yeah. I was coming in. Very She's fun. always hustling. Yeah, yeah. so she kind of like paved the way for food trucks. Mm. And so I don't know why, but I just was like, I want to do a food truck, but for coffee. Yeah. So I was like, Ryan, okay, so we're not going to do the coffee shop, but what if we did a coffee camper? Yes. And he was, he was like oh, well, what does this entail? And I was like, (laughs) well, I said, let me just kind of do some research and try to bring together, you know, um, all of my resources and see like what what the budget would look like, how much we would be spending on this. And so um, I found a camper on Craigslist for $400. Praise the Lord for Craigslist. (laughs) We love Craigslist. Thank you, Jesus. So it was, that's when it really started to, happen. It was just so, it was just so good. And it was just so like everything just happened so perfectly Yeah, that there's really no, 
um, explanation. There's no way that we, you know, did that on our own. It's nothing that we've done. We're not special people in any capacity. You know, we just... Um, just average people. And he, the Lord just opened doors for us. And it was so amazing to see him just continually. Uh, people are like, oh, well, you're going to have a hard time with the health department. Oh, you're going to have, you know, some pushback with the city council. And and every time those people mm-hmm. that they would warn me about, they were so gracious and just, how can we help you? What can we do? And they just really received it so well and so graciously. So um I started taking the spot mobile um, before I would teach in the mornings. I did go back that fall. So Okay. I was wondering yeah, timeline-wise. Yeah, yeah. So did yeah. that kind of happen over the summer? So of August, the camp or, August, I was like, okay. let's let's get this rolling. You know, okay. there's no time like the present when you got to right. go back to your classroom <laughs> in August. You know? <laughs> Motivator. Right? Yeah. So August, um, I think it was like August 12th, we purchased the camper. And then by October, we served at the Spoon River Drive, which is like a local, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like craft. Yes. Yep. I don't even know, like huge Bizarre. craft event. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? Yeah. All over many counties. So that was our first event. And um, I have to tell you, like, I have no formal training in, you know, bursting. I, you know, I just am all self-taught. And like, really just the Lord has just like blessed us with, with skill sets and employees and um, it's just all beautifully kind of come together. Mm -hmm. So I was serving before I'd go to school in the mornings. And then one day I was teaching and I got six phone calls during um, class one day of businesses that had asked for us to come and park. And I was like, I can't, I'm a teacher. And so I went home and told Ryan that night and he said, I think, I think it's time to leave. I think it's all coming together. So that's when I stepped out of teaching. It was um, November that I stepped away from my position and took the spot mobile full time. And wow. So how many years ago was that of stepping out of um, teaching and going full time? Three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. Wow. Wow. What I love about your story and just as you shared, it was just, I think so encouraging to some people who might be listening who want to step out in faith with something, but constantly have this question of like, ah, oh, is, am I qualified enough? Yeah. You know, or is this the right timing? You know, it doesn't seem to always make sense in the world's timeline of like, oh, this is the convenient time, you know, to start a business or after I take all these classes, then I'll start this. But sometimes I really feel like the Lord, um, when He's, you know, cultivating something in our hearts. He just wants us to step out in faith and know that He will equip the people that He's called to be able to do the work that He wants them to do. Um, And I love too, just how um, you shared in your story, the timing of everything. It's just so incredible that you went through such a valley, but the Lord had some incredible redemption in store for your life and your family. Yeah, those things we would never wish them or want them to happen, Mm -hmm. but on the other side, then you can't imagine it playing out any different than it did, which is just such an encouragement. You know, if you're in something, if you're just walking into a really hard time, like you never know what is going to be on the other side, but you do know how faithful God is. You do know he has perfect timing and he can work the most broken pieces into good. And that is Mm -hmm. just so incredible to hear in your story. And the timing thing too, I think it's so funny. I've been learning that, 
you know, we prepare for seasons and holidays and changes and back to school in our lives all the time, you know, trade out our clothes and make the shopping lists and all that. But then we don't prepare for seasons of change in our own lives, you know, when it's time to walk away from a job or start a family mm. or whatever that may look like. Yeah. Then we're hesitant. We're like, oh no, it can't change. That's change. <laughs> Is it normal? Yeah, actually, we prepare for change and things change in our lives all the time. It's just sometimes those certain things that we get stuck on and hold on to. And yeah. yeah. So that's just really incredible. It was really neat to see how the Lord, like I remember when I thought if I could make like a hundred dollars a week, I would feel yeah. really good about that. You know, wow. like what a gift that would be. And um, he just continued to show us more. And, and sometimes like I would go to our bank and I would just be like, I can't believe it. There's still money there. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. was, we took two vacations that year when I left um, my job um, just to kind of celebrate, you know, the end of oh, yeah. cancer treatment and mm-hmm. things of that nature. But he, the Lord was just so faithful and pr- continuing to provide for us. So it wasn't like when we stepped out in faith, we were just like in no man's land. Like he just continued to show us the way and yeah. that he had this. And so it was really a beautiful yeah. time. So you talked about your first event was that Spoon River Drive market craft thing. Yeah. Do you remember what you were feeling when you like finished that event that first day? Like, what did it feel like to like, okay, I have this idea, this crazy dream and all those challenges that you made it through with health department. What did it feel like after you finished that like first day of doing what you dreamed about? Before. I just I just kept saying, so Stephanie, uh, her and I co-taught in a classroom together. And when I left, she said, I want to go with you. And Aww. so she was so gracious. I was like, I, I don't even it. know that I can pay you. And she was like, well, I'll just volunteer as long as I can. And then, you know, we'll work something out. And so she was my first employee and my very best friend. Like, you just can't ask for a better person. You know, she's just followed me along. But I remember just turning to her and I'm like, I can't believe we just did that. You know what I mean? Like it was this high, but like, like I was brewing coffee. Seriously, you guys like in a Black and Decker, like Walmart coffee pot before this. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he like gave such grace to these people that were like waiting in line for this product and and they all loved it and they all shared about loving it. Like Mm -hmm. it was just truly him. Like I don't even know if it was that great a coffee at that time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like- I yeah. just didn't, I didn't know enough about it, but I just was like, I'm just going to jump all in. And if people criticize then we can take that. But yeah, I was seriously like on a high, like, oh my gosh, we just did yeah. that. And people liked it. I don't, I don't yeah. know how we did it, but we yeah. did it. So yeah. yeah. I feel like you as well have just really paved the way in a lot of ways. I know that there's been, you know, a couple other coffee, like kind of food truck businesses start. It's, it's just been this chain reaction, I feel like, from a few people really stepping out in faith. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that Kayla and I see in you too, that leadership quality. Yeah. You know, leadership, um, as we've been talking about in this series, is just so much about influence and um, encouraging other people to act as a result of your leadership. And so kind of in your own words, um, how would you define a leader or like the quality yeah, of a leader? I think like the number one quality to be a good leader is like humility. Mm, yeah. And um, just, I, it took me a long time to kind of step into that role of being a leader, honestly, like um my employees, you know, are always coming to me and I was, they're like, well, you're our boss. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we're just, we're just a team. Yeah. yeah. You know, so there was, there was something about that though, that it wasn't like this hierarchy. 
Mm-hmm. And um, we always just had communication. Like I know I try, I continue to try not to ever just um, treat our team as my staff or my employees. You know, yeah. I, I um, value them. And mm-hmm. so I build relationships with them and try to get to know them and vice versa. I share with them and, and, um, so I think like humility and just being humble and not getting ahead of yourself, just being there with, yeah. with um, your, your team and, or whoever it may be and just doing the things alongside them. Like I always tell people when I hire them, like, so you're going to be scrubbing toilets and I'm going to be scrubbing toilets right along with you because we're a team and we do this mm. together. You know, there's just not this like, well, I'm the owner and so mm, I yeah. only do these things. You know, right. we just all do it together. And I think that that honestly... Um, we all have buy-in because we mm-hmm. all are doing it together. We all are taking those kind of same um, dirty jobs, if you will, yeah. and the great jobs too. We celebrate those, you know, all the right. things, you know, when we uh, go down to the farmer's market and it's so blazing hot and we serve hundreds of people, like we celebrate that too, you know? Yeah. So, but we're always doing it together. So I honestly think just um, being humble and just being a part of the group instead yes. of ahead or above the group is really mm-hmm. what can... Uh, just make you feel more united, you know? Yeah, Yeah, everyone wants to feel valued as a Mm -hmm. part of the team. And I think a good leader, you know, really recognizes that each person has their strengths to give to the team and each person's role is important. Yeah, and just that, if something's going on in your life that whoever's in charge or calling the shots cares about that, that it's not just you come here, you work, you go home, that there yeah. is that, you know, I know I see that in my own supervisor of that. If there's something going on, I can come in and talk to her and she'll stop what she's doing and give me her time and attention and just listen to me um, mm-hmm. and just know that, you know, if maybe I'm a little off that day at work or, you know, if over time it's like, hey, I'm going to, I might need a little time or some leeway here. Like, I know you care about this and this is what's going on. That makes such a difference in how um, just the team works together as a whole when the leader knows what's going on and that people feel like they can come and share yeah, and absolutely. like be heard. And, and see you as a person. Yes. You know, I'm a person and you're a person. And I have bad days too. And I'll tell right. the team like, guys, today's just is not going well. And yeah, I, honesty, I, yeah. It's so and I feel important. like that goes a long way with people just mm-hmm. saying like, yeah. Or even afterwards, like, you know what? I I didn't respond to that in an appropriate way. And I'm really sorry because I don't think you got the best me today. And just showing them that, you know, we all have bad days and good days and mm-hmm. and just um, extending that grace to one another, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I love so that. good. Yeah. Now, our next question, I feel like I can really relate to. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind um, sharing about maybe a time when you overcame a struggle or a setback or a challenge as a leader of a small business um, in your life or in your journey. Um, I feel like I can really relate to it because of my husband's business, which we're in right now, um, and how it's just really a journey of, you know, sometimes there's certain setbacks or challenges that you encounter. And so are there any of those that you can remember, you know, the Lord kind of leading you through? Yeah, so I always get so, I don't know, freaked out by the hiring process, interviewing. Oh, yeah, that's tough. It's hard because you have this group of people and you just, I love my employees so much. 
And you, I love the bond and I love the way that they work together. And I love when they hang out together outside of work. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like this work thing. Like this is like a life thing that they do together. Right. And I love that. And so I feel like such pressure sometimes to bring in that perfect person to mm. fit with this group of people that I already have uh, to compliment them well. And um, so I just always get like a little bit like that out of control. Like, you know, what, Lord, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I will tell you the times where my ego has gotten the best of me and I've hired on my own, it's never worked out. Mm. But the times that I am completely in prayer, like, Lord, I need you. I need you to guide me. I need you to ask those questions. I need you to show me if this person is. And it almost, well, not almost always, it always works out. He always has the right person if I just lean on him. And so sometimes I've learned when I start to get that that racy feeling, like, what am I going to do? It's going to, it's time to hire. It's time to start. I just try to take a step back and just pray and just, just lean on him to, to guide the way and to bring those people in. So mm-hmm. I would say I've had some setbacks when I definitely just try to do it on my own and think yeah. that I've got this. I don't have yeah. it, yeah. but he does. So mm-hmm. trying to do it on our own, I feel like is something a lot of people can relate to too, you know, in this, in this world, it, it seems sometimes that, you know, we can start to do things on our own for a certain amount of time, but then we have to constantly be, you know, going back to, you can only get so far with that before you need Jesus and you need the Holy Spirit to lead you. Um, and that kind of takes me um, to a verse um, that I was thinking about, you know, in regards to leadership and just that dependency on Christ in every single situation um, found in John 15, where um, Jesus is talking about that He is is the vine and we're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So I just feel like as a leader, as you were sharing, it brought me back to that because we must be tethered to Christ in order yeah. to make those decisions, in order to make disciples, in order to do anything that's you know worth value in this life. And it also gives you such hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? That we we yeah. just can ask, you know, and yeah. we can come to him with any of that. Any of those problems are not too small, not too big. We can just yeah. ask. So, yeah. As a leader, when um, with you, particularly in the business, what do you do when either you personally or a team faces that setback or challenge or that, oh, that did not go the way we planned it? How do you lead the team to kind of learn from that, but also move on? I know for me, like if something doesn't go right, I get stuck there a lot of the times. Yeah. How do you as a leader kind of push your team and move your team forward to the next thing there? So I think communication is just so huge. We yeah. have monthly team meetings. And so we just really reflect back a lot on things that went well, things that didn't go so well. And we just have this open dialogue. Like, what do you think we could have done differently? How do you think we could improve that? And so I just think I have this awesome opportunity. I have all of these young people um, on our team and they have such great ideas. Sometimes I get so locked into a certain way of thinking or this small, you know, like, well, there's one way to fix this. And I have the 
this beautiful group of people that they have all of these ideas. And and so just opening it up to conversation and just hearing their hearts and how we're going to make things better and how we're going to improve um, really helps me kind of get through those ruts. And it kind of helps the team see one another and value them and their, mm-hmm. you know, humility, like, yeah, you know what, we didn't do that right, but we're going to do better. And so um, I think just the conversation and just um, sharing with one another yeah, really helps a lot. Yeah, that's so important to feel like your ideas are being heard. And I think once you voice the, oh, man, I'm really frustrated that that didn't work out. Someone's like, hey, it's no big deal. Yeah. You know, like we all mess up when you don't feel alone in a mistake or a failure or something that just, you're having an off day. It helps you move forward from that so much just to be able to voice that in a place where people care about you. And, and just feel safe. Yes. You know, like you feel yeah. like that's like a safe zone. Yeah. Like that I can share not, and they're not going to criticize yeah, me. Or, they're not going to make me feel worse for something I already feel bad about with a mistake mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so important. So you said you started um, you and your best friend, Stephanie. Yeah, And she was kind of just volunteering in this camper. You've grown to a staff of how many? 17 17 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I knew it was like a pretty- so welcoming and kind. Oh my gosh, you do have great staff. Yes. Thank you. I notice every single time that I leave, they always say have a great day. And I feel like those little things make such a difference. I mean, my husband and I were talking about, I feel like particularly with coffee shops, because it has- such an association with community, you know, it really makes a difference. You know, Jimmy and I, we've, um, wherever we kind of travel, we try to check out the coffee scene just because we love coffee shops so much. And we've just been in some that, you know, and it it could be, you know, the people just having a bad day, you know, that's where grace comes in. No one's going to be perfect on a team. Um, but just definitely it makes a difference when the environment is so welcoming um, and just so warm. You just, I don't know, I just sense the Holy Spirit working. Thank in you. The spa. Thank you. Yeah. I, I feel like coffee should just be so approachable. It's mm-hmm. like this awesome vehicle that we get. You know, I've never really seen people uh, chug coffee for the most part. You right. know what I mean? So it's just like this awesome vehicle for people. It facilitates people spending time with one another and sharing conversation. And so... Um, I just don't want it to be this, have this air that it's something for only a certain group of people. Or, you know, if you don't know what a meal is, that you don't even feel comfortable asking. Right. Like, ask us. That's so so true. many of us yeah. didn't yes. know. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is an approachable thing. And, and everyone should get to enjoy it. And, you know, it just, yeah. Yeah, and I think that goes back to what you're saying when you started, that you didn't set out to have the best meal in the world. Like you set out for a place of community, for a place for people to slow down, to be together, to spend time with each other. And I think that's why it shows in your staff that like that's just the environment that you have created and have gone after from the very beginning. And it is so evident in the business. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so with the staff going from one volunteer to 17, what have you learned as a leader of managing and, you know, rallying and, and yeah. inspiring, equipping, training that group of people and just that team growing. Yeah. Um, I think it's just so important to constantly reinforce all the great ways that they're providing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like people are motivated by your positivity. You know what I mean? Like you could you could say like, well, you didn't do this or you didn't do that or you know what I mean? But if you tell them all the great things that they did do, 
nine times out of 10, they won't do those bad things because they love that feeling of having that positive reinforcement of the nice comment or a little note or, hey, I stopped and got your favorite soda today because I loved the way you did Mm -hmm. X, Y, or Z. So just uh, knowing your team and um, just trying to like really know them and rewarding them for the things that you really enjoy about them. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel encouraged, particularly, you know, when it's an intentional way that they've, you know, contributed to the team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So I think, you know, growing from one to 17, it's also been really important for me just to pray for them. Like Mm. pray for them even when I'm not there. Um, but just pray for their, their interactions with one another, that they're positive, that, um, you know, that they're positive with the customers, that they they feel fulfilled in what they're doing and they feel happiness and, and that they are shining the Lord's light so bright, you know, for our customers to see. So um, just praying over them, I think, is huge. You know, I think it's something that really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I um, lead volunteers a lot and I think about all the time of like, how many times have I been encouraged by a small note or a text message or just a, hey, I saw what you did there. That was really awesome. And I'm thankful that you did it. And then I'm so short in giving that back out. And I really have to retrain myself to be like, no, the ways that it encourages you, it's going to encourage someone else too. And if you notice Mm -hmm. those things, speaking them makes all the difference to the team and how they're working together and people realizing what their strengths are and what things you're seeing they're naturally just jumping into and being helpful with. And that's just so great. I think that kind of goes back to like my teaching days, you know, of seeing those things, you know. And I think that too, you know, I reflect back a lot on how I really felt like the Lord called me into teaching and why now a coffee shop owner? But what's so awesome about our God is that he, that was still my path, but I just put these parameters on teaching and what I thought teaching looked like. I thought teaching was in a school building, but now I get to teach in a coffee shop. And so it just doesn't look the way I had it in my mind, Mm -hmm. but this is his plan. You know, I am still teaching and um, I just get this awesome opportunity to do it outside of a school building. So that is a great perspective to have. And I feel like a lot of people can definitely relate to that. You know, our world has placed these parameters or like, oh, this certain, you know, giftedness has to be used in this certain way. But teaching is a spiritual gift, you know, and and God never said in the Bible, you know, that that spiritual gift had to be used Used in this certain way. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And so I think that's a really beautiful perspective. Yeah. I love that. So as you've grown um, over the past few years, just as a leader, um, as a business owner, um, are there some things that have helped you um, personally develop as a leader over the past like five years? Any resources or like any people um, that have really helped you to grow? Mm, that's a great question. So in the beginning, I went to Bradley's Small Business Advisors, which is a free, um, oh, right? I didn't even know that yeah, existed. That's yeah, really perk good. up your ears, guys, because it's <laughs> yeah, an awesome resource. It's an awesome resource, and it's free, and you don't have to be Bradley alum. Um, so wow. yeah, it's great. His name is Kevin Evans, and is employed by Bradley, and you can just go go there, make an appointment and they just kind of guide you. And so they Mm -hmm. were so instrumental in helping me 
just learn all the things, who I need to call and what I need to do to be able to lead a business. You know, I just, I wasn't sure. I knew how to lead a classroom, but I didn't know how to lead a business. And so they were really instrumental in helping me kind of put all those pieces together. And then I think, you know, church has been great. I know that if I'm in church on Sundays, like there's always a great takeaway that I can always apply to the business and my personal life. And so uh, I just think being in church and being active, Mm -hmm. Um, in your faith journey, I just think that that's so important, you know, to the way you're growing and to keep you humble. And, and you know what I mean? Like there's always areas that we need to work on and, and make better. And, yeah. and so we can only do that through him. And so I think that, you know, being present in your faith walk and continuing to grow is really mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. I feel like just in media, we see that some leaders have failed just because they failed to take care of themselves and yeah. failed to rest and recharge and self-reflect and just know their personalities and know when they're what to do when they're stressed or know what to do when they're healthy and you know just what they're good at. And I mm-hmm. feel like our faith and our personal relationship with Jesus just helps so much. He cares so much about our hearts and how they're aligned with Him. And if we're aligned with Him, then we are going to be our best self. Um, so that self-care thing, I feel like it's just so important mm-hmm. yeah. um, and doing that in a church and in a community of believers and in, in line with him makes yeah. a huge and, difference. Yeah, and we need to be filled up in order to be able to overflow the best we can to the people we're leading. Absolutely. You know, we can't yeah. be running empty and be able to do that to the fullest capacity. So, yeah. 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 Um. Now, this is an interesting kind of question. You you really hinted a lot on how you lead your team, and I think that's so awesome. Um, So this question is, how do you maintain, you know, this position of a leader in your business, but still have a personal relationship with those who report to you? So kind of how is that balance, you know, between that you are, you know, leading the business, but then um, that your, you know, employees you still want to have that personal yeah, relationship like that you were that. talking yeah. about. Approachableness, yeah. yeah. You know, like when you think back to your teacher, like one of your favorite teachers, mm-hmm. you know, that teacher probably knew about you, cared about you. You could tell that they cared about you, but in return, you respected them so much because mm-hmm. of the way that they cared for you. And you wanted to impress them. You wanted to be your best. Um, so I think back to that a lot, like knowing my employees and knowing who they are and knowing their strengths and even knowing their weaknesses, that really helps a lot. And um, again, just going back to positively reinforcing what they're doing and, and seeing them and and in turn, they they respect me and they want to do well for me because I think that they see that I see them as a person. And so it's kind of, again, kind of goes back to that teacher-student relationship. You know, they want to work hard for me, I think, because they respect me. And I respect them so much, you know, and I always voice to them, like, I wouldn't have any of this without all of you and without our amazing customers. And so just kind of always circling back to, you know, the Lord, you guys, our customers, this is why we all are here together. And so um, I think that that's been, you know, a positive relationship to have. Mm -hmm. And I just finished my my first year of teaching. And so I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, Just, I feel like that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year, you know, and I think it can be obviously applied, you know, beyond teaching as well. Um, But I think one thing I've learned is that, you know, I'm called to, 
you know, and responsible for influencing my students and helping them to grow academically and in things in life and and shaping and molding them in that way. Um, but if they don't know that I respect them and um, love them for who they are as a person before even how they perform, yeah. um, then they're not going to be able to, you know, I really personally believe that they're not going to be able to perform in the way um, that they could. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. they could. And that could be the most, yeah. The yeah. best way for them to grow. And I even think like when you have to have hard conversations with people, just continuing that level of respect, you know, asking them questions, asking them and wanting to hear from them and not just coming down on people. And that's how I was in the classroom too. Just mm-hmm. wanting to know a little bit more, you you know, having them give you information and then just working through that situation and equipping them or empowering them to make it look differently the next time. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be this me coming down on my employee kind of thing. It can just be a real open conversation um, about like, this doesn't really align with uh, my vision for my business, but tell me a little bit about why you chose this and how are we going to make it look differently or what can I do to help you make this look differently? So I think that that also helps, you know, empowering and equipping um, your team to, um, you know, make better decisions or make Mm -hmm. things look differently in the future if you're unhappy with them. Yeah. I love that. And just from what you're saying, I can see that you don't just believe these things, that you communicate these things, that people who are around you or with you know that that this is how um, you lead and that you care about them, that you respect them, that you want to have a conversation when something doesn't go well. Because um, I think for a leader, it's so important for them to just go first and just show that you're willing to go the extra mile and, and care about them and ask them the hard questions. Um, yeah, I just think that's so important and just totally changes the game because you could ask your leader and they might say on blank, oh no, I care about them. But if they never show anything or say like, hey, come to me if you're struggling with something and let's talk about it and let's work through that. They just yeah. believe that, but don't voice it. Yeah. How is anyone on their team going to know that? And it just sounds like mm-hmm. you make that so clear to anyone who is working with you and that just makes such a big difference. And it can be so easy as well to um, come at things with like an accusing spirit. But, you know, I mean, you can read so many different things on communication and, you know, really going about it where I care about you and I want to help you to grow rather than an accusing spirit, I think, is something a good leader does. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know, when I've had to let people go, we always leave on good terms. We yeah. always hug. That's and, so important. And it's, I feel like that's so important because since I am being called to be a leader, I am a, a part of their life. And I want to make sure in whatever capacity, I have some imprint on their life that they can look back on and think, that was a growing situation for me. You know yeah. what I mean? That I have this responsibility. And so I take it very seriously. And And if they do have to go, that they know that next time I'm going to do things differently, but they feel empowered to like know that these are the things that didn't work out this time, but next time I've got this and I can, I can do this. Mm, So that's so good. So good. Yeah. And I just love that your business and just the way you run it, it's a part of your life. It's part of who you are. It's part of your family, you know, seeing the girls in the shop and everything. I think so many times we can get this model that work is just work and that's all it is. And we don't think about how it's, helping us grow spiritually or, you know, emotionally or um, maybe a skill that's going to, you know, work out later down the line that we're going to need. But like, it's not just work and it's not just this little bubble that we can keep, but like the jobs that we're in, the roles that we have are strategically part of just who we are and the Absolutely. life that the Lord has for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
So kind of a last big question. Um, what are or who are some leaders who inspire you to continue to grow as a leader of your business? So are there any leaders or even other small business owners who have really encouraged you or inspired you to continue to grow? Yeah. Um, so Shay Obrey, she owns the Runaway Rack. She was really instrumental. Yeah. Her and I both were teachers. Oh, and I, I remember talking to her. Yeah. yeah, when I was in there, I told her I was a teacher and she's like, oh, I used to be a teacher. I'm like, is this a trend? <laughs> I know, this mobile business and leaving teaching. Yeah, so she and I uh, met at 3031 one day and we both, this was pre either one of us having a mobile anything. Oh, wow. And um, just kind of shared our ideas with one another. Um, and that's, we both, we just both, jumped all in. But the reason Shay has been so instrumental um, in my life is that sometimes um, you can just get into this little bit of a funk, you know, Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, I don't know, you know, but Shay's always so positive in um, just reminding me of scripture, sending scripture and just reminding me to, you know, come back to the Lord with those thoughts and just, you know, turning it over to him that this isn't, you know, something I have to do on my own. And so she has been such an instrumental, um, you know, female business owner that I just respect so much. Um, and I'm so glad that we get to kind of do this mobile business, you know, side by side. Yeah. So, um yeah, yeah, I just really appreciate her so much. Yeah. Yeah. We need those people around us to to cheer us on and especially people who can relate. You yes. know, it's it's like a different kind of business that she has, but at the start is very similar. You know, you probably went to similar events and things Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, yeah. And it's just so cool to have that common thread of loving yeah. the Lord and and wanting to spur each other and encourage each other yeah. along the way. I definitely see that with my photography stuff. The people mm-hmm. that I know who are my friends in my life who are photographers who if I have something that works out and a great session and a great shot. They encourage and, you know, celebrate with me, but also like, oh, I just can't get this to work or that to work. Or I, I don't know how to respond to that. You know, if they've been through that and can just encourage and say, hey, here's what I did. That makes such a difference in yeah. the journey of trying to navigate that small business thing. Absolutely. And just somebody else, like a spiritual sister, you know, on that yeah. walk mm-hmm. with me, just being able to like lead me back with scripture. It's just, it's so powerful to have somebody that can just remind you of that and like, oh, I had these blinders on. I didn't see that, but thank you for showing me that. Mm. You know, that's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys. Yes, of course. It was just so awesome um, to see and hear today what the Lord has done in and through your business. Um, And we're just so expectant for what He's gonna continue to do um, as you just lead the people who are in your sphere of influence. Um, And friends who are listening, if you are interested in hearing more about Sarah's business, The Spot, make sure that you give The Spot Coffee a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. I love your posts. They're always so encouraging and fun. Um, And Sarah, again, it was such a gift to have you today. And friends, we're excited that you tuned in to listen. Have a great day.